Monday, May 7, 2018. This is Born to Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs. I am your host, Marine Corps veteran Timothy Lawson. It is Monday, which means this is a benefits breakdown episode, and this one is on homelessness. A while back, I had a member of my office, Public Affairs, on to talk about how we communicate these resources to veterans, how we make sure that veterans are aware of these resources. We got in uh, to the weeds just a little bit, but this episode is going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about delivering these benefits, delivering these resources, delivering these services to veterans that are either at risk for homelessness or currently homeless. We're talking about VA's efforts overall in this. We're going to describe what it means to be at risk for homelessness. We're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to effectively end homelessness in a community and much, much more. We're doing that with Anthony Love, who is the Senior Advisor and Director of Community Engagement for VHA Homeless Programs. This is an important conversation, and I'm sure you're going to get plenty out of it. Enjoy. It's time we all thought differently about homeless veterans. I never thought of myself as a veteran, even though I served in the military. Because when we know who our veterans are, I never thought if I lost my job, I might lose my home. Understand how easily anyone can become homeless. I never thought my VA benefits could be the answer. And realize that VA is here to help. We can end veteran homelessness. If you know of or are a veteran in need, contact the nearest VA medical center at va.gov homeless or 877-424-3838. Anthony Love, Director of Community Engagement for Veterans Health Administration's Homeless Program Office. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> now that the official inter- official <laughs> title is put out there, uh, Anthony, you wanted to use um, uh, you wanted to uh, use the the podcast as an opportunity to talk about uh, VHA's efforts in veteran homelessness. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I've I've said before that I think that this is one space that VA is very active in. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we communicate enough about how active we are and what resources are actually there, uh, etc. So um, let's start with the basics of the office, the mission, and the um, yeah, the mission of the office. Oh no, absolutely. So what many folks probably don't know, VA has been working. Uh, to help homeless veterans probably since the mid-80s. Roughly around 85, 86, VA stood up this Health Care for Homeless Veterans program. Uh, but it wasn't until, and, and, and they did, they, did they, they, they reached out to veterans and they helped veterans uh, that they would encounter. The idea was to just kind of manage the issue in terms of, you know, maybe getting them in the shelter or if they had health care needs, providing some health care. It wasn't until roughly about eight, yeah, roughly about eight years ago, 2010 or so forth, that VA shifted its focus from managing veteran homelessness to saying we want to end veteran homelessness. So in that regard, the mission changed, the vision changed, the vision went that, uh, that we are here uh, to not only help as many veterans as possible, but to end homelessness for each and every veteran that we encounter as rapidly as possible. And doing that by instituting best practice type programs and connecting veterans with housing. So um, I'm just gonna start getting into, these, into my questions. Sure. So, um, so you said want to end veteran homelessness is one, th- and one thing that we have seen 
um, pop up in the news over the past couple years are different cities and communities announcing that they have effectively ended veteran homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain what exactly that means? Because uh, I'm sure everybody wonders, like, whether it can't possibly be zero homeless veterans on the streets. But so what does it mean when they say effectively entered veteran homelessness? No, that's a good question. And so it is a systematic end, meaning uh, in a nutshell, uh, it is that a community has a system in place where, one, they have more veterans exiting homelessness, getting into housing, uh, being stable and so forth than they have entering. So if you have a hundred veterans and, you know, 50 exit homelessness, you don't have another 50 replacing that, but you have fewer. And so you can see a real decrease in the number of veterans within a given community. And so as a federal partner, we collaborate with uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development and the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness, where we've actually set a criteria uh, for what it means for a community to end veteran homelessness. So, of course, there's never going to be zero veterans. I mean, we're never going to be able to stop a veteran from having a housing crisis. But a community can have a system in place that if a veteran has a housing crisis, uh, their their issue with homelessness would be rare, it would be brief, and it'd be non-recurring because that system can get to them quickly, can get them housed, and can get them stable. Yeah. Um, what... Uh just briefly, what what are some of the part? What are some? I guess maybe the 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 major components of that system of what a community is looking for. Sure. So one is that they make every effort to identify every single homeless veteran within a given community. Like some communities have what they call a by name list, and you know some people thinking of a piece of paper, or whatever. And in some communities, they may have that. They have a spreadsheet where they have either names or identifiers or whatever it is to to know who the veteran is that is experiencing homelessness within their community and use that kind of as a management tool um, to, to know which veterans are housed, which veterans uh, are no longer on the list, uh, new veterans that are coming on. Uh, they also have a what they call a system, a coordinated system. So every veteran uh, that is identified as homeless goes through that coordinated system and they are assessed with a common assessment tool. Uh, so that you'll know which uh, resource that that veteran needs to be matched up with to end his or her homelessness. Uh, Also, uh, the idea is that once you encounter that veteran, that you have the resources and the systems in place to get that veteran housed as quickly as possible. And so we use a number that seems to, uh, across the board, demonstrate a best practice, and that's roughly 90 days from the time you encounter that veteran to the time they're housed as a, a system that really works for a veteran, 90 days or less. Uh, so those systems really work. And then also looking at their capacity so that they can say we've ended it, but yet they have no capacity to maintain that. that yeah. You know, one year they're here and then the next year it's like it, it's it's an epidemic. Of sure. Sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So then where so um, with those two things, uh, with those last two questions informing that, mm-hmm. where are we then nationwide uh, as a country um, in, the, in the state of veteran homelessness? So we've done incredible work um, since 2010. So we've seen a 46 percent decrease in a number of veterans who are homeless at any point in time. So in 2010, when we, we did a what you would call a point-in-time count across the nation, we had over 74,000 
veterans experiencing homelessness at any point in time. And, and that's the point in time count. Using that same methodology here, you know, now eight years later, uh, that number is down to roughly 40,000 at any point in time. So some people say, well, wait a minute, you know, there's more veterans who are homeless than that. Yes, at any given point in time, that could be. But if you're right. using apples to apples, that's where we are. Uh, now, 40,000 is still way too high. Uh, yeah. So, but it shows that we know what's, work, what's working and, and, and how we can get veterans off the street as quickly as possible. So using that methodology, and there are other criteria that we use to, to determine if a community is into veteran homelessness, uh, three states and uh, roughly about 58 communities have ended veteran homelessness using that criteria and that, that method. In fact, the method is seemingly so, so effective that in terms of measuring ending homelessness for other populations like families and youth and uh, folks who are chronic, they're using that same type of measuring tool because it is really having an impact on the veteran homeless population. Uh, I kind of want to go. I want to go back briefly to the communities ending veteran homelessness sure. because um, I think when it comes to who we reach here as an audience, I think anybody who's inspired to uh, to do such things can only really do it in their local community and would bring it to their officials and stuff like that. Um, so we've heard sort of what the systems are in place that, or what 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 it takes for there to, have to be a system in place. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most challenging part of that system for any community to uh, to not only establish establish it, but then maintain it? <laughs> That's a good question. There are a lot of challenges, as you can probably imagine. Yeah. I think just organizations and folks working together in a coordinated fashion, um, as you as you are aware, coordination and collaboration is a it's a difficult thing. If it if it wasn't, everybody would do it. Yeah. But what what communities have found is that one, if every nonprofit or faith or whomever has that desire to to help veterans or help folks who are homeless uh, worked with other folks who uh, want to help veterans or folks that are homeless. What they notice is that you have a bigger impact. You're bringing your resources to the table. They're bringing their resources to the table. No one is like, this is my veteran, it's our veteran, and yeah. we all want to help. And so those systems that, that work, uh, that, that they've overcome the challenge of this um, territorial kind of approach. And, and, and they, they've, they've taken more of a systems approach. So building the system is probably the most difficult part of it. Um, uh, and then also maintaining it, managing it, who's responsible, who's accountable, uh, collecting data, you know, not, not only just looking at this as a heart issue, but also they're, they're real um, strategic things that people can do. And some people tend to want to separate the two. They feel that the only way that you can do this is if you're just, you know, um, sympathetic. Yeah. Yes, you, you have to have the passion and you have to feel for it. But then you also have to say, have I really effectively helped that person? Have I really effectively moved the needle? Have I really gotten people off the street? Because it, it, it's, it's a big difference when you're dealing with the lives of people. Uh, you want to make sure that you're really having an impact on their lives. Yeah. You know, helping them is great, but really uh, having an impact that is the best. So, so, uh, so um, I think I think Michael and I may have talked about this briefly, um, mm -hmm. but something I want to get m deeper into. 
is actually defining homelessness mm -hmm. because uh, for a small, very short period of my life, uh, I was couch surfing and right. um, I never went without a place to stay, right. but I never, there was a good three weeks where there was a couple nights where I wasn't quite sure where I was sleeping that night and okay. then I always had a safety net, right? Right. But I guess I joked about sort of being quote unquote homeless at the time, but mm -hmm. now looking back on it, I was yeah. right. Like, I, yeah. and I was, just, I was just wondering, um, you know, so how, how do we either as VA or as a nation define homelessness? Um, and then how do we then identify it for people that are, you know, either on the bubble or just sort of past that threshold that aren't mm -hmm. aware that that's what the situation they're in. Right. So, so for, for a clearer, definition what is of here of course a person you know who is unsheltered or staying in a place not meant for human habitation like their truck or their car or in an abandoned building uh in the park very obvious right uh areas of defining a person who's homeless as well as any situation that's not meant for a permanent stay um a, a shelter or a transitional housing space and, and whatnot and then of course those folks who are uh surfing and they are in an unstable environment and you're not knowing where you're going to sleep from one night to the next and you the kindness of strangers are bringing you in and that's probably the most difficult one because when you're trying to identify those folks a lot of times one you don't have those folks really seeing themselves as homeless right. so they may not be more or less um, available to receive those services and two you know unless you're going to go knocking on doors to ask hey is someone staying with you uh, that's couch surfing if you will um, it's going to be difficult to find so it's a twofold effect some communities are really good at it uh, in terms of really kind of um, teasing out uh, that, 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 that later group uh, in terms of finding out where they are and who they are and so forth. And and then the other part of that are those folks who are in that situation. If you yourself are in that situation, I would encourage you to at least go to, your, if you're a veteran, go to your local VA to have that conversation um, with um, a, a, a representative within VA who works in the homeless program office to kind of connect you with some resources to kind of begin to try to stabilize your situation. Yeah. Um, what sort of, um, do, do we, I know this got, this, this is challenging, but, um, you know, how do we communicate to people that may be among these veterans? Um, particularly if you are a person that is housing someone who is couch surfing, mm -hmm. um, what sort of directions do we give them or right. are, have we had any success in, in, in being able to get them to be catalysts for, uh, for the people that they're out they're helping out? No, absolutely. I, and we have, um, we want, there's a, what you call a, a homeless, um, call center for a uh, call center for homeless veterans. Uh, and so we implore people who may encounter a veteran who's homeless or someone that you may have and you want to get some help for them. Uh, you can call that call center and, and what they will do is they will talk to you and connect you with local resources. If you don't know it, if you yourself don't know where those local resources are, uh, first and foremost, I would say if it's a veteran, you know, try to connect with the local VA medical center. But if you're not aware or you're not close by and you don't know what's in your community, I would say call the National Call Center. Uh, and that number is 
3838. Um, it's 877-424-3838. And someone will answer the phone 24 hours a day, and you can ask them questions about the veteran that's staying at your home and so forth and their situation, and they will connect you with um, someone in that community uh, that, that can help you stable get that person in a stable environment. Yeah. At risk homelessness, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we, you know, we 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 touched on it in, in that last bit. But what are what are some identifiers or signals that that someone may be becoming at risk for homelessness? So mm-hmm. um, outside of the actual housing situation, right? So um, you know, I'm I'm not couch surfing yet. I'm not you know like I, I. But what what are some things that could be going on in my life that may show a pattern from across what we understand for homelessness or being coming at risk for homelessness that mm-hmm. people can use as sort of red uh, red flags or, or warning signals that um, you know this this pattern has shown that people become at risk for homelessness. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good question. It's such a nuanced yeah um, issue because it's not going to be applicable to everyone. Uh, so, for example, there are some people who you know, who've never been homeless and have been juggling, you know, rent or whatever, you know, all their life and they've never been homeless. But that's generally a sign is that you're, you're continuously falling behind on your your rent uh, and so forth. And so you are one little incident away from uh, not only just falling behind, but falling farther behind and never being able to catch up and eventually find yourself evicted. Um, if you, I mean, a person who has been to jail or prison, uh, of course, that is a risk factor yeah. uh, and so forth. Um, substance abuse, um, you know, signs of mental health, not a determinant, but it is a risk factor. If you're falling behind on utilities and so forth, uh, you're living in a place where your, your, your lights are constantly turned off and so forth. Usually it's going to catch up with you and that puts you at risk. Doesn't mean, again, none of these are determinants for homelessness, but they are very high risk factors uh, in terms of finding yourself on the street. And also to look at your support system. Sure. Do you have a support system? What would happen if you lost your home? Do you have someone that you can go stay with until you can get back on your feet? Or, you know, if, if, if you don't, what happens if, if you do get evicted and so forth? Yeah. So, so those are just some risk factors. I mean, and, and it's, it's too many risk factors, if you will, to, to count. Yeah. Uh, but generally, the, the, idea, the issue of homelessness is that someone doesn't have enough money to afford a place to live. Right. So You mentioned, uh, you mentioned jail or prison. Mm-hmm. Um, does, um, does VA have systems in place? Do we, do we, do we touch base with those uh, veterans that are, that are assumed to be released from yep. those situations? Yeah, we have a Veterans Justice Outreach Program where uh, in every uh, VA medical center, there's a Veteran Justice Outreach person. Uh, that not only works with their what they call veterans uh, courts, um, dealing with veterans who have certain offenses, they go through the veterans court and they work with those courts to get the person connected to resources, as well as the, those who do outreach into the jails and, and so forth uh, to work with those veterans who once they're released can get connected with their benefits, get connected with other resources uh, and so forth so that you know they start they hit the ground running 
once they're released from prison or released from jail. Okay. So, so yeah, that program's in every VA medical center. Yeah, that's great. That's mm-hmm. another thing. That's something else I'm hoping to touch on in the future because that's definitely something I think very few people is aware. Is, and is, we, is I can put you in touch with the yeah. folks who run that program. Absolutely. They, they're great people and, and know a lot more about it than yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so what uh, I think I've gone through a lot of my curiosity and, and mm-hmm. questions. What are some things you were, you were looking to make sure you uh, got a chance to speak about, make sure that our audience is aware of? Know that, that, that the VA is in the business of ending veteran homelessness, that, that uh, our leadership is committed to it, and that, that you know you can always help within your own community. Uh, there are programs and people working who are very committed to ending veteran homelessness, and, but they can always use you know, folks who want to reach out and, and help. Uh, I would like to also, one of the biggest challenges that we have in terms of ending veteran homelessness is having landlords who um, would make units available, not for free, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, we, we have a program called HUD-VASH. Yeah. And it is a partnership between the VA and the Department of Housing and Urban Development where uh, HUD provides a voucher which pays up to 70% of a veteran's rent um, um, and, and, and VA provides the clinical case management to stabilize that, that person. The challenges that we've had in some high cost markets is that um, landlords can get a lot more than market rate yeah. for their units. And so that leaves our veterans, you know, uh, the, the supply of housing um, a little less than if you were in a place where they were plentiful and landlords were renting. So we, we've implored landlords to partner with us and maybe set aside some units uh, for veterans. If you have um, you know, uh, a number of units that you are renting at a high cost, set aside maybe 10% of them for an affordable rate uh, for veterans and veterans and their families. That's a challenge. And then also I would implore employers uh, not only to look to hire veterans, but those veterans who are starting their lives over. They, they've exited homelessness. Uh, they, they want to work. They can work. Uh, and, and we just need someone who be willing to give them a chance. I mean, these yeah. are still veterans and they bring a lot to the table. Uh, they were once, you know, working and vibrant and contributing and they want to do that again. Yeah. I think the the, um, the they want to work and they can work, and I yes. think that's a uh, it's unfortunately a uh, misconception that that a lot of people have is yeah. that uh, not only are not only are they willing, but they they still are able. Yes, right? their, their current situation is not prohibit like is only they they need the job to be able to do it. You know, and that's that's the barrier. It's not that they can't do it; it's that right. they just don't have a job to do yet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, they have, they're more than capable of doing the work and they, they, they have a burning desire and they, they're capable of doing it. And so, yeah, I would encourage those employers uh, to reach out, um, you know, to, to VA. We, we have um, an employment program uh, within the homeless program office is run. Uh, we have a national director. Uh, there are community employment coordinators in every VA medical center. So if you are an employer, uh, I would encourage you to connect with your local VA medical center and ask for the coordinated employee and coordinated employment coordinator. Uh, no, community employment coordinator. There you go. There we go. Uh, a lot of acronyms in VA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the CEC and uh, that CEC will connect, you know, get you connected uh, with veterans who are looking and, and able to work. Um, 
And that that's that's uh, that's one of the challenges that we've had. I mean, if we could get that get a good handle on the affordable housing and the employment, you would see those numbers go down even further. Yeah. Um, back when uh, I see back when I was in college, it really wasn't that long ago. Was, <laughs> but uh, uh, when um, it, I did an independent study, um, uh, a project that I called how to be homeless in Washington, D.C. And, okay. Um, I spoke to a lot of currently homeless people, mm-hmm. um, as well as people within the, the homeless community, like Street sense and and yeah. um, uh, thrive and, and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and I tried to learn from the from the people that were homeless like how they maintained their lives right I think right. that's something we almost take for granted as passerbys is like this person has managed to survive with no like very little to their their own yeah. but still have managed to find ways to eat and to get, you know to get around to to get to these opportunities that may get them yeah. out of this situation yeah. Um, what involvement does VA have in the, we've talked a little bit about sort of identifying them and trying to keep them from becoming homeless. And then we've also talked about, you know, how to end veteran homelessness. But, um, in that, that middle ground where we haven't got, we haven't been able to get them into a, a place yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, in fact, homeless. What involvement does VA have with them there? Oh, they still have we still have great involvement. Um, we have uh, I, I mentioned the the Health Care for Homeless Veteran program, which is an outreach program yeah. um, at VAs across the country. Uh, folks are going out to identify those veterans. We also have programs, our Grant and Per Diem program, which is a transitional housing program that has gone through what we call a bit of a transformation, meaning that it is a transitional program that uh, really fits the need of the veterans within a given community. So it is not just a one size fits all. So you you talked about those veterans that are in the in-between stages. So for example, part of the transformation of this grant and per diem program is what we call a hospital to home type program. And so you will have those veterans who were homeless prior to going into a hospital. And, uh, and so now as they've gotten treated and so forth, they're not sick enough to still be in the hospital, but they're not well enough to take care of themselves. Yeah. And so uh, the grant and per diem program has some programs across the country who are working to make sure those veterans can fully recuperate in a safe space while working on a more permanent solution for them once they fully uh, recuperate it. We also have that situation where we call uh, grant and per diem housing can serve as a bridge. So you have a veteran who um, maybe they've gone through the program, they've gotten a voucher, they're looking for a place to stay and say they've identified a place to stay. But as you know, anyone who's renting an apartment, it's, I've, you know, I'm a little older uh, than you. Uh, I've yet to ever uh, rent an apartment where uh, I could move in on the same day yeah. that, you know, they have to get the apartment ready. People have to move out and yeah. so forth. And for me, I had another place to stay, so I didn't, you know, have to wait for that apartment to be ready. Right. But if you're a homeless veteran, you have the voucher, but where do you stay until that apartment is ready? And so there's bridge housing uh, for those veterans uh, in some communities. So every community is different. So the hospital home is not in every community. Uh, Every community doesn't have bridge. The idea was to really take a real survey, if you will, of what the needs are in that given community and then resource those programs that can provide that particular service to meet those needs. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Love, 
That's a that's, that's a wonderful name for the uh, for the work that you're involved in for sure. Um, have we touched on everything? You got anything to add? Anything we're missing? No, nothing that we're missing. I mean, uh, just know again that um, uh, if you want to help, um, you know there are a number of ways to help. Uh, if you do encounter a veteran, I would encourage you to connect with your local VA medical center as well as call the uh, National Call Center for Homeless Veterans. Again, that's eight seven seven four two four thirty eight thirty eight. Uh, and also, too, my landlords, my employers, shout out to you. Uh, we could use your help to, to ensure that our veterans who are able and, 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 and want to work, that they have that opportunity to work and those that uh, have the voucher that they have a place uh, to live. So thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I know we can talk about this all day, uh, but uh, I, I appreciate the platform and you uh, giving, giving me some time.